Patricia Mota, today's guest, is an innovative trailblazer, advocate for access and equity, startup entrepreneur, author, connector, public speaker, and compassionate leader with strength that exemplifies the mission of the Hispanic Alliance for Career Enhancement, which she leads. She'll share insights about her work and her superpower. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. Welcome to the Superpowers for Good show, where we empower you. Patricia, welcome. We're so thrilled and excited to catch up with you. Thank you. It's good to see you, Devin, and good to be here with you. Yeah. Uh, well, it was fun getting to know you a little bit while we were in Israel together. It was a great, just a tremendous group of people. Uh, in fact, I have to confess, uh, because you're the busiest one of us, you are the last one, but I've had everyone on the show that was on that. No trip. way. I'm the last everybody. one. <laughs> but oh, Super busy, super Patricia is the last one. So thank you very much for making time. It's really great uh, to have you on. Uh, you do run a big organization. Uh, tell us about ASE. Yeah, ASE or the Hispanic Alliance for Career Enhancement is a um, organization that I am honored to lead. Um, as, as a mission-driven organization that is headquartered in Chicago, National Scope. And the mission since 1982 has been to positively impact workplaces by cultivating the pipeline of Latino talent and providing the community the insight, the access, and the support to be successful in their careers. And so while the mission has remained since, the same since 1982, it's how we deliver on that, as you may imagine, that has evolved over time. And today it's through three core pillars. One is through uh, talent acquisition, so programs, services, events, where we're actively connecting uh, job seekers to career opportunities, to our employer partners, to talents, anywhere from interns to senior level talents across all business functions, across various areas. Uh, and, and secondly, which was has been over the last decade, our fastest growing is our pipeline and leadership development programs. These are cohort initiatives that start as young as the high school level, all the way to senior level, where we work with a group of individuals, uh, 15 to 25 or so at a time, uh, various cohorts at a time, going through individual coaching, leadership assessments culturally relevant content, but what I'm most proud of, it's enabled us to create a strong multi-generational support network across the nation where we have executives, senior leaders, uh, subject matter experts coming back and giving back through our programs and those in their careers doing the same, um, not only for professionals, but for our students. And that's impactful in and of itself and love to see that and, and can speak more to that. But the third and the final area, which is just as important, is what we consider thought leadership. These are uh, opportunities that we bring organizations, employers together to share best practices, uh, to network with one another, and to shine a light on those that are doing great work that help fulfill our mission. Uh, while the organization uh, you know, is Latino serving, we're not Latino exclusive. We welcome everyone to be part of the mission because at the end of the day, uh, the more that we advance um, underrepresented talent into leadership positions, 
uh, the better for, for the world and for society in, in general. Uh, we have a, a reach of, of nearly 100,000 individuals that we serve across the country, uh, nearly uh, 200 corporate partners. So these are some of the bigger employers that we work with to support our mission and uh, have graduates from our programs uh, from the U.S. and now 13 countries since we went virtual uh, since 2020. Uh, and so that that's a bit on, on the work that, that we get to do, that I get to lead um, as president and CEO of Oscar. It, it, it's amazing work that you're doing. Uh, and the, the scale is just amazing. 100,000 people nearly now. That's, that's uh, tremendous, tremendous. How has it grown during your tenure? And remind us how long you've been there. Yeah, so I began as a program director. At the time, I was working in higher education. I was working on my graduate degree in public administration. And I knew as a result of my graduate degree, I wanted to work for an organization that I could build and scale programs. And so a program director role was available in 2010. Uh, I was hired on. And my first project was our Mujeres de Asa, which is our Latina leadership program, which at the time was solely in Chicago, at the time was more of a workshop series, and uh, was able to revamp the content, work with uh, many leaders at the time that were part of the, the task force to help us get this, uh, to what it is today. And now fast forward, that specific program now has uh, 3,200 alum uh, from 135 cities in the US and, and growing and has helped women not only increase their pay, increase promotions, uh, but begin into leadership roles. And so that was my first project. My role evolved into leading other programs to then actual you know i say I, I kind of fell into the fundraising but because i was i was so passionate about the impact and the work i was bringing in additional partners and funders and so they asked me to focus more on that piece and then when uh, my predecessor stepped off in october 2014 the board of directors appointed me interim president and ceo and i said great i'll do what i can to support the team during this transition but I had a peer of sponsors and folks that were saying, well, you know, you should consider going into the role. And, you know, as, as um, sometimes we all get that little voice in our head that says, you're not ready enough. You need a little more uh, experience in certain areas. Um, but I was able to build a network of support system of folks in the areas that I was not so confident in to help build my confidence to go forth the role. So formally, since April, 2015, eight years, have been serving as president and CEO of the organization. And to answer your initial question, at that point in time, we, we were under 20,000 uh, members, individuals that we had served. Now we're 100,000. Um, at the time, we were at um, under just under about a, a $400,000 operating budget. Now we're the 5 million mark, right? And, and at the Ooh. time, we were more of a local to then national to now international. Um, so we've experienced tremendous growth, but that's, I attribute that to the, the support system, the, the team, uh, the board of directors that, that has really supported us along this, this journey. That has not been an easy one, especially in 2020, I have to say, which that we all face that, right? But it's been a very rewarding one because I, I, I get to be in a role that I'm living in my personal mission for various reasons um, where I, you know, have throughout not even education, but being a first generation going into college, you know, education, career, um, have tried along the way, continue to try to be the best version for myself, 
um, not only of myself, I should say, not only for for my my parents who have really um, made a lot of sacrifices along the way for my sibling and I, but for the next generation coming up to see themselves and that they can do it, right? So uh, yeah, it's been a journey and a fulfilling one along the way for sure. Yeah, it really is impressive. You know, I, you. I think I heard you say that you have uh, led growth in revenue by over 10x and growth in <laughs> scale of people reached by 5x. I mean, uh, in just eight years, that is really yeah. an impressive, yeah. impressive track record. My heavens, I, I, I'm afraid <laughs> someone's going to come along and steal you from Aussie to go <laughs> on a Fortune 500 company. Hey. Um, uh, there's, there's not a Fortune 500 <laughs> company in the world that wouldn't want that. Um, wow, that is just amazing. Mm-hmm. I want to uh, talk a little bit more about uh, your item number two. You were talking about the, mm-hmm. the service area of of sort of a development that that works with people at all rungs of their career mm-hmm. to help them advance their careers. It just seems like such a powerful thing to be doing. Uh, tell us more about that. Yeah, well, I, you know, um, the programs, I think there's a lot of great, and we even had our National Leadership Summit last week, which is like a two-day thing. You gather people, and, and that's great. You re-energize, you empower folks, you get to network, you're building relationships. But I've always been a true believer that true impact and transformation does not happen unless it's it's through an intentional model that build that you're building community along the way, you're building trust along the way, and then most importantly, you're building that self awareness. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about building more inclusive spaces. How do we unite more in this day and age? How are we building more equity, more inclusion, more belonging? It begins with people on a one-on-one basis and having people build their self-awareness. The more aware we are as individuals in terms of our capabilities, our skill sets, our strengths, and being confident in who we are in terms of our uniqueness. And in this case, as if you're a first-time Latino, first-generation, you're going to work for how do you really hone in on that to be your authentic self in your role, but advance? as a leader, as an influencer, as a communicator. So whether it's our high school program, whether it's our entry level um, programs for for those zero to five years, mid-level, all of them have some component of self-awareness. We use tools such as um, the insights uh, leadership discovery model. Uh, You know, I I found it to be, and I'm certified myself in that model because we utilize it um, as a coach and as a trainer um, but I'm, I've also seen it to be the most tangible and immediately effective as it compared to a Myers-Briggs or a Strains Finder. Those are all great. But this one has an entire storyline that you're like, has someone been following me for since I was born <laughs> type of thing? So then we take this tool and we couple it with the cultural piece. We're talking about traditional Latino values in terms of working hard, of humility, of modesty, respect to authority, um, you know, family first above anything else, which are all beautiful values. Uh, however, may not necessarily translate well in a traditional corporate value. Does not mean that we want anybody to change who you are. It's making that, again, that self-awareness. And in what situations are you 
adapting the way that you communicate, the way that you influence to be more effective. My first aha moment, I, I think, is when I first got into the workplace, I really hardly spoke up in, in meetings or, or advocated for, for my thoughts or my perspective. But it was because subconsciously I was had in my mindset if someone had a bigger title than I am, that that I will wait unless they called on me, right? Well, that translated to I wasn't interested in the subject matter at hand. That translated to um, I had nothing to say, right? And so I had to speak back to that subconscious you know, voice that was happening and raise my hand and say something. But it wasn't until I had that self-awareness. And so that's, you know, growing up in a household where there, there's a, a thing that young Latinas hear quite a bit where it's like, the calladita mas bonita means the quieter you are, the more beautiful you are, which is is horrible to say to young women. And and again, does you know those experiences, our own experience, they translate. So we're a lot of our programs, Devin, to answer your question, have that self awareness component. And then it's the trainings, right? You're talking about building your brand, strategy, strategic network, negotiating. All of that is great. It's traditional leadership programs, but it's not going to transform anybody if that personal side is not cultivated, that safe space where you're sharing and you're learning. Then we have people go back uh, within for our professionals within less than a year, 80% are getting promoted and getting an increase of pay. And uh, we have 100% that are recommending to others. And so that's transformation at hand. And for us to be able to close the gap. Um, we're, we're talking about accelerating equity. We want to get these programs to, to more people. You know, that's just some extraordinary results that you're getting. You know, the number of people getting raises and promotions mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. satisfaction with the program. And and I can see how powerful that would be as you describe yeah. this self-awareness. I think all of us at some level struggle in finding a healthy way mm. to learn about ourselves and how to best deploy our abilities in the workplace. It'd be mm -hmm. powerful stuff. Oh, yeah. How did you come oh, across yeah. this program? How did we come across the program? The programs that we developed? Well, the, the discovery program that you <laughs> oh, say. Oh, my goodness. So, one of, so we don't deploy these programs with all of our full-time staff. Our The way that we scout is these are either some of them are alum that now have their own coaching and their training businesses. Um, folks that we've been a part of in the very beginning that we train the trainer so that we can scale and, and continue to offer other programs. At the very beginning, when we first launched Mujeres de Asa, one of our first coaches that we work with is an inside certified practitioner. Um, and so Marlene Gonzalez, who's one of the key partners that we still work with till this day, has also helped us build the number of coaches, trained coaches in insights discovery model, so that as we continue to scale these programs, we are certifying and launching and scaling together. And so uh, she was one of the initial ones that introduced it to ASA and we've embedded in, in our curriculum. Uh, we've uh, also brought other coaches along. Her, the insights team has grown and this is the ASA insights team that we utilize for, because it's not just the, the, the during the program, each individual that walks through the door gets one-on-one -on -one coaching. So we need to be able to have enough certified coaches to be able to meet one-on-one -on -one with all of our participants. Yeah, well, you're an extraordinary leader, uh, truly Thanks. extraordinary. We've established that uh, today. Uh, I, I couldn't be more impressed and I already admired you, but I've learned so much uh, and it, I'm just blown away. 
you've also mastered an interesting aspect of life, this self-reflection, self-awareness. So I, I'm expecting a great answer to this question. What is your <laughs> no superpower? Pressure. My superpower, you know, is, is the ability to, to build and, and scale solutions. Um, and, and before that, I would say um, strategic networking. But because of that strategic relationships and cultivating the circles that I had around me, is how I've been able to build and scale the solutions for the issues. It's, it's connecting the dots, right? So I consider mm -hmm. that um, to be one of my, because I don't think I just have one. I think that's the, the level where, and that, that, and I think it, it's something, I have a, a folks that, that come up to me, they're like, oh, you know, you, when you're presenting, when you're speaking, you're, how, do, how do you get the nervousness to go away, the fear to go away? And my response is always that the fear never goes away it's me learning over time how to better manage and respond to it, right? Um, yeah. And going in for it anyways, right? So when I need to ask someone for help, there's always the fear, but I have to think about the bigger, uh, you know, purpose at hand and go for it and ask whether it's the, the dollars, whether it's your help, um, whether it's speaking in front of a group, right? And so I know I've answered a couple that are in there. Um, but yes, of course, to your earlier point, it has to do with the self-awareness. I consider myself um, a life learner. I, I, I love reading, you know, you know I love um, um, hearing about other people's experiences. And, and I think it just enriches myself, but also sitting down and pausing for myself, because I, I understand the ripple effect that that has onto my team, um, the greater purpose and the mission that I get to lead at ASTE. And, and just, you know, especially when there's so much noise out there right now, um, it's, it's needed more than ever that we have self-aware leaders that are taking the time for themselves, um, because then it helps us have conversations with those that we may not agree with. Uh, and I think that that is needed um, so much right now. Yeah. As you uh, think mm -hmm. about that, uh, let's, let's, it seems to me, maybe we can think of your superpower of building and scaling programs as kind of, a, or solutions as kind of the, the top of a pyramid that mm -hmm. most of your superpowers that you alluded to or mentioned uh, probably support that uh, mm -hmm. in some way, but if you were thinking about your scaling superpower, what would you think of as an example of a mm. time when you were able to, to do that successfully, something you're proud of doing? Yeah, there's, there's a list, but I'll start off with my first project that I mentioned, right, which is our Mujeres de Asa, our, our women's leadership program. Uh, when I was planning to scale, it goes back to my network. You know, our, our first markets were outside of Chicago, uh, were D.C., the Washington, D.C. area, and then the New York uh, City area, right? And taking it a step back, as an undergrad at college, uh, my junior year of, of, of undergrad at Indiana University in Bloomington, I um, ended up uh, meeting some phenomenal Latina professionals that were on campus 
one of which was also uh, completing her MBA um, at, at Indiana University, another one that was an educator in, in the state of Indiana. And they, they brought others along and I'm like, what are you, how do y'all know one another, right? It was the first time seeing a group of Latina professional role models that I looked up to, right? On, on this campus, especially a predominantly white campus, you don't really see yourself represented unless you, you make, you know, carve out those circles and find them. Uh, and these women were part of a Latina sorority that they were stoned. It wasn't just an undergrad thing. This was a, a professional and this was a, a, a sisterhood. And as I got to meet them, I, I met more and more of them. <laughs> and I was like, what? I was so, I was just excited because I hadn't seen that. Like none of my professors were Latinas, none of like, you know, in my circles, especially being first gen. So I ended up found, finding the first ever Midwest chapter um, my junior year of college after I got to know this organization and their history. Um, and then it was a network. It is a network that I'm stay, still in touch with, right? Whether as I and myself am a mentor or um, whether I seek out others to help me. So when we were getting ready to scale or I was getting to scale these programs, I had sorority sisters and the, they're all, there was a, originally founded in the East Coast. They were the first ones I called and they supported me with additional connections to help. And in fact, a few of them were part of the first cohorts in these markets. And so that goes back to my example of leveraging relationships and networks um, to help, right, with, with your vision, with your goals, to help things. So that, that's one that I'm uh, proud of. I, I think I've used similar strategies with other circles. And, and I still, to this day, I still work on building my network. You know, most, most recently, I, I became a member of the, the Economic Club of, of Chicago, um, have been meeting phenomenal people through that. And, and while I'm based in Chicago, there's still new networks here, right? That, that I'm building. And also most recently joining Chief, which is a women's executive club and have built other networks there. So I think that's been part of, of my strategy is not just the connections, but the relationships that are built. It may not be everybody, but a few core relationships that, that help you and, and what you see yourself for the bigger picture and your own uh, mission. Yeah, it's, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, example. And as we think about uh, trying to develop this skill, the ability to lead mm -hmm. and scale solutions, I want you to help us think through in mm. just a minute or two here, what are the fundamental skills? And you've you've uh, suggested already that networking mm. is a critical part of that, but I think there's more. Help us understand mm -hmm. uh, how you build the skill set required mm. for that, that pyramid, uh, the top of that pyramid to be able to grow and scale uh, a, a solution. Well, I, you know, one is being okay if it's not 100% perfect and launching anyways. I, I'm a big proponent for that with the team. I think we've got other pilots that we're testing out right now uh, to say, you know, we, we may not, we might just break even or even lose money at the first, the first couple cohorts, they were not, <laughs> you know, but I, I had the support from the board of directors, from the leadership at the time to say, that they believed in me, they believed in the greater vision and, and, and to go for it, right? So I think another part of the skill set is having enough confidence in, in seeing the bigger picture that it may not be success the first time around, but you need to get it started, 
right? I think getting started either with the, with the fear along the way, it, it would be another key component uh, along the way that I would say is, is super critical as it pertains to, to building and, and to scaling and to, um, you know, bringing others along the way. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. Great insights. Great insights, Patricia. But I'm so grateful that you would take the time to be with us today and grateful for all you've shared. You have uh, great and... questions, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> Before we wrap up, I wonder if you would take just a minute and tell us yeah. how people can learn more about ASE and how they can connect with you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, uh, you know, you can go to the website, aseonline.org, uh, find us on our LinkedIn, our Facebook, our, our YouTube pages. We do have a really neat weekly, it's called Cafecito con Ase, so Coffee Chats with Ase. Um, it's myself or another team member and a board member featuring one of our, our partners, our network, just having a 20-minute conversation over coffee, or, or as I've learned over time, your morning beverage of choice, because we're not all coffee drinkers, right? <laughs> There's some random preferences out there. But again, yeah. thanks to all the diversity <laughs> that we have out there. Um, so, so that's always a fun way to your Wednesday mornings to join us at 10 a.m. Central for, for that 20 minute conversation. Um, and, and, and I think that, you know, the stories that are being showcased are, are folks that um, they talk about their backgrounds, right? I, I may have shared or, you, you know, may share that I am proud of being Latina, proud of being Mexican-American, uh, first-generation college graduate, daughter of immigrants to this country. Uh, and I think that sometimes if we don't see that or we don't hear that, we're afraid to share that because the narrative of our community is not always been in a positive light. And there's so much positivity that I think ASTE helps our community, empower our community to be proud about that. We represent a 2.84 trillion GDP, meaning if the U.S. Hispanic Latino community were a country, it would be the fifth largest GDP. Wow. Fifth. Yeah. That's powerful. And and I don't, yeah. and, and we're opening, we, we, we're opening businesses faster than any other demographic group. So it's not only the current workforce, the future workforce, but also not just this community, but the, the U.S. and the world in general, we're becoming more and more intersectional, right? We're, we're not just Latinos. We're also, you know, part of the Black community. We're also part of the LGBTQ community. We're also, you know, we, we're not all first, second, third generation. We've got some fifth generation. Not all of us speak Spanish. Some of us speak Spanglish, right? And it just depends on our own experiences. Uh, and I think as we as an organization want folks to embrace who they are at the end of the day and to ensure that we're building spaces that are inclusive, equitable for everyone, right? Uh, and so we invite everyone to be part of ASE uh, to join us for those coffee chats or for our events, our programs, um, whether it's an individual looking for a sponsorship. We've, we're, I'm grateful enough that we've now been able to build some scholarship dollars for folks to go through our programs. We have a scholarship program for college students as well. Um, or if you're a company, right, your employer, sometimes that's the first step if we're afraid to ask. Uh, there's professional development dollars to, to be a part of, of this community and, and to engage. Um, but HACEonline.org is, is where folks can find more information. Fantastic. Well, uh, Patricia, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. We, we wish you continued success. I just need to get out thank of the you. way and let you be successful. Holy cow. <laughs> so keep up the good work. Oh, Devin, thank you for what you do and for showcasing all these amazing stories. Appreciate you as well. Thank you. All righty. Thank you. Let, let's do some good. Thank you for tuning in to the Superpowers for Good show. 
twice each week. We host changemakers who share their impact, insights, and superpowers. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today at superpowersforgood.com. That's superpowers, number four, good.com. Be super empowered. Get your copy of the book, Superpowers for Good, as an ebook, audiobook, paperback, or hardcover edition via your favorite online retailer. Interested in having me speak to your company, organization, or association? Visit devonthorpe.com. Then let's talk. Now, keep using your superpowers for good. Together, we can reverse climate change, improve global health, and eradicate poverty.